I don't know if you are aware of David's Diner. I love, yes. love David's Diner. Mm-hmm. And, Excellent. Um, you know, they, um, I mean, she stood her ground. I mean, Allegheny kind of tried to come in there. She was following all the rules and she threw them out. I was like, you know, good for you. You know, <laughs> I I, and, and I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's your business. Right. You know, that's what is funny. You talk about libertarian, like stay out of my way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I'm paying into the system, don't tell me what I should or should not do. <laughs> right. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. (laughs) I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to take a little break from the show real quick to tell you about the show's sponsors. I am now working with the great Stephen Fox to bring you Fox and Sons coffee. As you can see, I got two bags right here, or for those listening, I was holding two bags. Um, it is organically roasted up in Michigan. If you're a caffeine addict, much like myself, um, then head over to foxandsonscoffee.com to get yourself some of their fantastic coffee. They got a light roast, which I'm holding in my hand. Um, they have the electric boogaloo blend, which is fantastic as well. I just had it this morning. And if you're like me, you like dark roast coffee, which kicks you right in the freaking face first thing in the morning. Um, they have that for you as well. So head over to foxandsonscoffee.com. Use code Kyle, K-Y-L-E, to get yourself a little discount. Let them know that I sent you. And um, get yourself caffeinated, get jacked and tan, and do what you got to do. All right, guys, back to the podcast. Thanks. Roll. All right, everybody, this is In Liberty and Health. Today, I'm very, very much so looking forward to this conversation. I have Carrie Lewis Del Rosso. Please tell me I said that right. Yep, Del Rosso, Del Rosso. (laughs) I was close. Anyways, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Uh, as I said, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So um, uh, I don't want to ruin your own introduction. So I'll go ahead and give the floor to you to give um, my listeners an introduction to who you are and what um, you do. Okay. Um, well, I, I guess I should start off by saying that I'm Carrie Lewis Rosso. I was the Lieutenant Governor candidate on the ticket with Senator Doug Mastriano and the uh, 2022 um, Governor, Lieutenant Governor race. And um, of course, we weren't successful, unfortunately. But I have a little just a I got involved with politics in 2017 um, as a local councilwoman um, by knocking on doors locally. I knocked on about 2,500 doors in my neighborhood and I got elected to council. I'm not from, I live in Oakmont, Pennsylvania. I'm not originally from um, Pittsburgh. I'm originally from Scranton, Pennsylvania. So I got involved and lo and behold, I was on council for a few years and I decided to run for state house um, I ran against the House Minority Leader, Frank Dermody. He was in office for 30 years and um, basically drew his district in the redistricting to never lose. And I knocked on 13,000 doors and I, um, I beat him. However, with um, the redistricting happened the year after I got in, 
Um, the first, I think, line of business for everyone was get rid of the person who did what she wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> and sure enough, um, I got out of my seat. Um, I was put into a new completely district um, of the 64,000 residents that I knocked on doors. Um, I was only going to get 4,000 of them um, in a three to one Democrat seat. And the gentleman that had the seat was a very conservative Democrat, which I had great conversations with. Um, he was a he was a pro Second Amendment, pro life um, Democrat, which in Allegheny County um, was hard to beat. And he had a brand mm -hmm. that people liked. So I decided to run for lieutenant governor, um, and it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I would never uh, change it for the world. I got to get mm -hmm. to all, almost all sixty seven counties. I don't know. I probably got to all sixty four. Um, but I got to meet so many people. Pennsylvania is such a great state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it it kind of broke my heart a little bit when I was considering moving to the uh, great state of Florida, but unfortunately that didn't pull through. But um, I, I know I would definitely miss it here if um, I did so happen to leave. So um, I want to give you my thoughts on what happened with the midterms, and I'm really curious about some of your takeaways and your thoughts as well. Um, it, it seemed like abortion kind of was a big deal, and you mentioned um, you lost your seat at one point to a pro-life Democrat, which is pretty shocking because you almost never hear of that. Um, I am a pro-life person, but um, I live in Vandegrift, Pennsylvania, so I'm not very far from you at all. But I mean, I go walk my dogs in the morning sometimes, and you can't go a couple houses without seeing the Trump sign. So I thought for sure after 2020, it, it was going to be a clean sweep. And that's what most people seem to agree with. But it seemed like the outcome actually was blue areas got more blue and red areas got more red. So that's kind of like my brief synopsis of what happened for the midterms. But I'm curious about your thoughts and what you would do differently. So we, I see it as we lost his, on two things is that we didn't talk about abortion. Mm -hmm. um, I thought we should have maybe talked about it a little bit more. Um, after the Dobbs decision, um, the Shapiro campaign had a lot of um, money and they threw a lot of money into media, um, making sure women understood that this was going to be something on the table. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, it's not for the governor or the lieutenant governor to decide. It's for the legislative body uh... to argue. And, um, you know, we just, we couldn't get in front of that. Now I'm a pro-life mother of three who believes in exceptions. Um, and I think that the, the debate should be on um, what, you know, not just what the exceptions are, more the limitations, um, what people think. Sure. Um, and, and right now, one of the things that I, I do believe should be on the ballot is taxpayer funded abortions and late term abortions. Um, taxpayers don't want to, and should not have to pay for that unless there's, a circumstance, right? Like all circumstances are different, right? I mean, I will, I will say that. Um, but I think it's, it's important that we should have probably talked about it a little bit more as a woman. Um, and I, I think that we might've, we might've, uh, kind of, it just, it just one of those things. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the other point that I'd like to make is the, the mail-in ballots. So, Act 77 was one of the most controversial um, topics in the last couple of years. Act 77 is here. It's, it, it's a way to early vote. It's a way to educate. It's a way to get votes in. Um, you talk about Florida. Florida has early voting. Florida is organized. They do it correctly. Mm -hmm. um, and they have a Republican governor. So I, I think that we have to embrace Act 77 a little bit differently. Um, the Democrats really know what to do with it. 
And um, when I when I won my my house seat, I had 28% of the mail-in vote because they chased it. Then harvest, I chased them. When people were asking for mail-in ballots, I made sure I knew who they were and I made sure they knew me to vote for me. Mm -hmm. So I think from an education perspective, um, those are the two biggest things. I think that um, we, we didn't win on. And like you say, you, you know, you're in Vandergrift. I was just out in uh, Apollo Ridge for a game. Mm -hmm recently and i do i see that you know nobody but trump and sometimes <laughs> like that but you know i live in oakmont and it's allegheny county and it's different it's just right over the hill yep. <laughs> but it's different and that actually was one of the things that came out during covid is that if we were at a basketball game in allegheny county everyone had to be masked and there were limits. <laughs> But if yeah. you drove over the hill to New Kensington, uh -huh. which is Westmoreland County, there was no mass. So like, it, it's like, I don't know, like, I, I will say this out loud, COVID came into people's lives and made people like, wow, like, I mean, mm -hmm. just common sense factors. Apparently there was more COVID and, you know, this mile of difference. Right. So, mm -hmm. oh, Kyle, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was very very upsetting, and um, my wife and I still talk about it all the time. Where I can't believe it's going on three years ago almost, but um, you know, there were so many local businesses, and I'm a musician as well. If you can't tell, and, um, you know, some of the bars that my bands used to play at, they're they're gone. They're gone for good. I mean, this is by all by my definitions, this is like human rights abuses by telling people they can't leave their homes and can't earn a livelihood. So. Um, the fact that there are some people that just have this Stockholm syndrome about it is absolutely mind-boggling to me. Well, and you know, here here's what you know. As as people, the business owners were furious, mm -hmm. um, and I have some good friends that own businesses that were. Allegheny County was always. I always say Allegheny County was the worst um, because right. they would shift their business plans like at in the heat of a moment and yep. like. I, you know, I, I had friends that owns restaurants that they like carry, like, you know, are we allowed to stay open until this time? And, 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 and what's the distance from the place to outside and sidewalk distance and people were buying benches so they can mm -hmm. keep themselves afloat. And you're right. These small towns with these small mom and pop places are gone. They are mm -hmm. gone. Um, I don't know if you are aware of David's diner. I love, yes. love David's diner. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they, um, I mean, she stood her ground. I mean, Allegheny kind of tried to come in there. She was following all the rules and she threw them out. I was like, you know, good for you. You know, <laughs> I, I, and, and I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's your business. Right. You know, that's what is funny. You talk about libertarian, like stay out of my way. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, if I'm paying into the system, don't tell me what I should or should not do. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was really, really bizarre for me. And, and you know, I kind of want your story because I enjoy asking people about this a lot. Um, I'm a mechanic and I worked for um, a dealership in Monroeville and it's the biggest dealer here in Southwestern Pennsylvania. But, um, you know, I thought, oh, this, this isn't going to affect me. This is going to be absolutely nothing. Like I, th I called it from the beginning. I'm like, this could be way overblown, but I had no idea we were going to literally see a restructuring of society as a whole. So my wife was um, working somewhere where they were building ventilators. So she stayed at work the entire time. But I'm like, man, cars always break. Cars are going to need their cars fixed no matter what. But I got laid off. And I was working for my dad at the time. And, um, you know, I, I, it's just bizarre to think that literally our lives were completely upended um, in what was it, March of 2020, mid March. So, um, 
where were you in March of 2020 and what were some of your thoughts? And then as things went on, um, how did they change? So I was in March of 2020, I actually was running against the minority leader. So I ran in 2020. I was a one-term girl because they caught me out and the, the redistricting committee took care of me. Um, but in 2020, I was, I, I was trying to get out, knock on doors, get signatures, do things. And it basically came to a halt. So it was like a creative campaign from day one, Kyle. Like I got on the phone. Mm -hmm. I was, I was putting a mask in my pocket and going out because I didn't want to offend anybody. You know, the Republicans were like, oh, she's a masker. I'm like, no, I need to knock on doors. I'm in a Democrat district. I could lose a vote if I didn't have a mask on me, right? Like it was, mm -hmm. you know, people were, the uncertain times made people completely different. I mean, I had three kids home from school. My daughter would get up every morning and throw herself on the ground and just cry. She'd cry because all she wanted to do was, go in and be in instruction environment. Now, some kids are homeschooled and that's fine. That's what they're used to. Yeah. Right? Three kids in a public school, paying I'm paying taxes for a school to shut down. We lost all common sense, Kyle. Like this, mm -hmm. this was the most bizarre, even so like, I mean, I'm glad Governor Wolf is done, but yeah. I, I blame a lot of this on him. I do. I, but our kids are, have, have been titrated back into society. Um, their activity level had to go back up. Like our kids were stuck in front of a computer screen, not being able to socialize with their friends for almost a year. Like it's, I, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a kid of the eighties. Like mm -hmm. it's just different. You know, <laughs> we went and built forts in a patch mm -hmm. of woods and, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, like I, I'm just, I was disheartened by all of it. But like, and respectfully so, some people were so scared of the uncertainties right. that I had to respect them. Yes. Like, look, there's there, in some of the parents. I mean, it, it's divided parents locally. Mm -hmm. um, I still still people walking around with masks that immediately, like, if I see them and I want to talk to them, I I ask them, like, do you want me to put a mask on? Or are you offended because I don't have one on? Mm -hmm. um, because look. I don't want to ruin something because people are scared. You know, they yeah. still think they're going to die immediately. Meanwhile, they didn't have the data to keep those kids out of school. I'm still mad about that. Yeah. Well, and you have every right to be. And, um, you know, I think most other parents are as well. Um, I, I want to get mad at the people who are still kind of under this illusion that um, you're going to walk outside and get assaulted by the air. But um, at the same time, I mean, it was just propaganda nonstop from, you know, everywhere you would look. And you really can't blame people for feeling the way they did. But at the same time, eventually you kind of have to come to the reality that like we have to go back to life as normal or at least as, you know, close to 2019 as we possibly could. But um, unfortunately, I don't think we've necessarily seen the last of this because I'm sure that, you know, this was kind of like, well, we know we can do this, so we could probably get away from it again. Um, so were you involved at all with the decisions that were made i can't remember what they were but i know there were like amendments made to revoke governor's powers for lockdowns um what were your thoughts on that did you have any kind of working with that what's up everybody um we're going to take a quick break and tell you about the show's sponsors um we are brought to you by element t electrolytes 
I've been using this stuff for years, and what I've honestly found is that if I didn't have electrolytes before some kind of cardio, and sometimes even before workouts, that my workout performance, or definitely cardio performance, would suffer greatly. Um, Sodium is responsible for every single movement pretty much in your entire body. And let's say you drink a lot of caffeine, like I like to do, then um, maybe it is a good idea, like I do every single morning, um, put some LMNT chocolate electrolytes um, there in your coffee to get a little bit more sodium, potassium, and uh, magnesium in your coffee so that way whatever diuretic effect you get from the caffeine is pretty much diluted by the fact that you put chocolate salt in it. Um, also, it tastes really, really good. Get some uh, chocolate creamer, hazelnut creamer, even coconut. Now mix that all up. It tastes really, really good. So uh, yeah, make sure you drop by. Go to drinklmnt.com/slash/inlibertyandhealth and uh, pick you up some electrolytes today. All right, guys. Thanks. Yes. So that was your. Oh my goodness, I for, I forget. It was May. Mm-hmm. We did that in the primary, um, and that actually more people voted for that. More people came out and, and voted for that. Yes, they didn't want the governor to have the executive powers to keep the shutdowns. I wonder why. <laughs> well, and look, that's the thing too. It's like I, I think that people want it just to feel safe, and but mm-hmm. they also wanted to control their own destiny. And um, you know, areas that, you know, health departments that are county controlled, like Allegheny, um, they had the authority to do that. Now, here I am out in Oakmont, PA. I'm not in the city. And in the city situations are different. So you, you they have to vote based on, on, on that kind of stuff. And look, it was, it was tough. I, I think the governor, um, and, and look, he's, he's not a bad guy. I shouldn't be throwing him under the bus too bad, mm-hmm. but I think he was, he was more afraid of, of the, the backlash, like what happens. Um, but realistically speaking, look, there were, there's a lot of people out there that didn't want to be told you can't go to work and, or you need a vaccine to go to work. Um, look at what happened with Port Authority and they, the, the bus drivers, you know, stopped working. Like, look what happened with our National Guard. I think you, you asked me about that. Like, it's, it's terrible. Um, you, you shouldn't be forced or mandated into taking a shot that um, maybe if there's, you know, 10 years worth of research that's being done on it. But look, I, I it's, it's, it's your pathway. Um, and I think that that really, that really scares a lot of people on both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess kind of pivoting from that then, um, I know one thing that uh, Senator Mastriano was big on was energy policy. And this was something I actually researched quite a bit. And I'm curious to your thoughts around it. So um, fracking is something that I think that we should do a lot more of because it provides a lot of jobs and it does provide cheap, reliable energy because the only reason why we get to have this conversation right now is because of the efficiency of fossil fuels and the way that they allow us to shelter ourselves, transport ourselves and make everything about our lives better. So um, what are your thoughts surrounding that? And what were um, some of the things you guys wanted to do um, had you won or, you know, hopefully win in 2024? If you guys are running again, that is. <laughs> so I, I like to call it, you know, I'm a pro-energy. Um, I was always a pro-energy girl, pro-energy candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, the word, I, I can't stand the word fracking. It kind of sounds like like a, a dirty word because that's what the the environmentalists have have pinpointed it on. Right. They have demonized the word frack, frack, mm-hmm. frack. Um, you know, I I think 
one of the things that we need to recognize is that we have significant regulations in Pennsylvania that keep the, these job sites clean, the energy clean. These gas and oil companies are, are not only just producing and doing great things, but they have so many educated people on staff. Goodness for gracious, if there's a, a spill in what happens and our regulations here in Pennsylvania are extremely, extremely tough. Mm -hmm. um, and I will tell you that because I was on a rig and I, I've been to, you know, other, I've, I've been to Lackawanna College, which actually trains um, kids in South, uh, Wyoming County, that was, but trains people, trains kids in these local school districts about gas and oil jobs and, and why it's so important because these kids get out of high school and they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and we have more gas underneath us um, in Pennsylvania than anywhere. And I've, I, I, I just went for a run in Oakmont. Um, there is a gas, there's, we have more gas, I think, under us here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can right. smell it. Appalachia, it's right here. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's absolutely, I am a pro, pro energy girl. And I think it's more of educating people, um, educating the public on the fact that, you know, what comes from, from fracking? Well, plastic, I'm a diabetic, insulin pump supplies, um, your cell phone materials, like these are things that happen. These are things we need. And we can be doing that all locally and have manufacturing locally, which creates jobs and mm -hmm. jobs bring the state back up. If you have people coming here for jobs, then they stay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this We're isn't rocket science. This <laughs> is just the fact that we get demonized by the far left when we try to do something. Yeah, and it is something notable, and I can't stand these people who are just hyper-environmentalists, and they don't really – they omit the entire part that all this technology that's supposedly destroying the environment um, – is what allows them to basically live the lives they live. So it's so ridiculous to me to demonize energy to the way, um, to the degree that they do. So um, the one thing I know I emailed you about, and I'm not sure how familiar you are with it, but uh, defend the guard legislation. Yeah. So I saw that the other day on Doug's page, I was looking at it. I'm since I've been, um, I decided not to run for that 32nd seat. I've kind of pushed back a little bit. Um, sure. my, I have, I have three kids and they all play mm -hmm. basketball six games a week. So I'm trying to like do my own thing here. Right. But I do know that they're locally people were in the national guard and know that they were um, not able to get their payments because they didn't take the shot. Mm -hmm. This will reverse it. I'm assuming. Correct. Um, defend the guard legislation is basically legislation that would, um, I actually didn't know about that, but um, it, it was legislation that would require, I believe, um, Congress to declare a um, to declare that we're going to war before um, the National Guard can be deployed, and I believe it's up oh. to governors to sign on to this. No, I haven't been following that. I I'm sorry. Okay, I, no, that's okay then. <laughs> I am look. I I am I'm kind of taking a little bit of a step back for my sure. own good. I think because again, it's 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 a it's a very I don't know if you see what's going on even in the Pennsylvania house. Um, it's a strifeful environment right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that the only way we get better is we work together. And I think, you know, the future will be bright at some point, but we, we need to look at, 
you know, the most important things, um, which is protecting Pennsylvania um, and, and, and making sure that, you know, we're, we're fully funding, you know, education and our law enforcement and like what we just talked about with fracking and putting jobs back in. Um, we can't have red tape. That was one thing that Doug and I really pushed for is like cutting some of this red tape out and getting some of this legislation that we over legislate on. Um, you know, every law that's made has a loophole. That's what I always say. And got to worry about your constituents first. Absolutely. Well, I like a lot of what you just said there. So um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about is how would um, you try to offer a handout to people who say, well, I'm just going to vote for a third party because Republicans and Democrats are the same, which I don't agree with. But um, there are a lot of people who kind of line up with me as a libertarian that would um, either apathetic to voting or once again, they're just biased to a third party. Um, What would be your pitch to people kind of in that camp? Well, and I think that from a libertarian perspective, you know, if you if you hear me speak as a candidate, um, I'm always on fiscal accountability, transparency and less government, um, a lot of less government overreach. Government should be only there to kind of help like the unemployment um, as to hand out and then help um, and then move on. Uh, People used to come to my office for unemployment. They'd say I didn't get my unemployment. And I would say, well, have you seen the help wanted signs down the street? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 um, one of my one one of the girls that worked in my office was like, Carrie, I don't think you're supposed to say that. I said, Well, why not? Let's <laughs> be realistic here, sure. you know. Um, and I think that you know that's that's me. That's the candidate I am. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that one of the things that we really missed this year with Doug and I, especially, is we didn't have the funding for the media. Um, and the media campaign that we should have been doing. Um, I, I, I won every race that I'd ever gotten into until this one. And I, I say that it's not a loss because we got so many votes um, and we just, we just got beat. Like, you know, I, we didn't get outworked, we got beat. And um, I think that, you know, if people ask me questions, I've been very realistic with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a harder time convincing people on the far right, when I say far right, like the Patriot groups and the, and the, and the, and the uh, Pennsylvania groups that, you know, Doug didn't pick me. So I had to make sure that they understood that. I mean, I got called a rhino, a Democrat. I mean, Rick Saccone, I think called me a Democrat or something mm-hmm. on, in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And I laughed at him, but I shouldn't have had a hard time. I shouldn't have been wasting my time convincing people in my own party that I was a conservative. Um, I should have been going out and getting Democrat votes, which I'm very, very good at. And um, I miss that. And uh, I think that when people people know me, um, and I and I've a lot of people have said this to me in the last couple of weeks is that you know we love you, Carrie. We love you. We need you to run again. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, okay. So I guess that gives a uh, good pivot as well. Um, what are your plans for the future? Because um, everything you've said on this podcast, um, I, I, for the most part, agree with. And I think you're a very, very likable person and obviously a very, very likable candidate. So um, what are your plans for the future? Um, well, at this at this point, I'm, I'm going back to work. Um, I had a public relations communications, um, like a business development business before I decided to run for office. 
So I started doing contract work um, January 1st, and I'm happy I took a break for like a month or so. And um, right now, uh, behind the scenes, also um, helping behind the scenes, helping the, you know, the party out to, to see what I can do in terms of making sure that we're picking good candidates, mm-hmm. uh, candidates win races, money, money wins races too, but mm-hmm. candidates win races. People don't like when I say that. Um, but if you don't have a good candidate, then, but what, what happens with, with any party is that, you know, they, people pick one candidate and they, mm-hmm. and then with their candidate doesn't win, well then, they've gone back to their house and they're mad about something, you know, we, we've got to work together as a party. Um, and I think that going forward, um, if the climate is right, I will run for something again. I just don't know what, um, okay. I'm, I, I'm excited about the, the presidential race, um, coming up. I'm looking forward to seeing, um, who's going to be our candidate. Uh, I would like to see, and I'm going to be very frank. I would like to see Ron DeSantis be the candidate. Um, Okay, so, yeah, that, that, that's that's fair. Um, so, um, are, are there anyone in? Is there anyone in particular here in Pennsylvania that you're kind of that you have a fond eye for that you think is going to really be somebody? Because um, I, I've been a little out of local politics and politics as a whole because I've been focused on more foreign policy stuff recently. But um, you know, who locally or at least just statewide kind of has you excited? Statewide right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually, I have, I have a couple candidate meetings that are coming up for these um, judicial races. Um, Megan Martin, I've, uh, I've met and I like her and um, I, I'm meeting a couple people this week um, to see, you know, who they are. Uh, right now, I mean, that, that's what everyone's focusing on statewide. Um, we will not, we'll have a Senate race in a year or so. Um, I don't know who's going to run for that yet. But that's a very important race that'll be against Bob Casey, who's from Lackawanna County, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a that's a winnable seat. Um, and then you know down the road, I'm not sure where you know what I'll be doing or where I'll be going. It's just it's kind of, like I said, the climate is uh, is tough right now, and I think that that's why I talked about the presidential race. Like I was a huge Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I spoke in front of 30,000 people just now with him, but I think that we have to come to, come to terms with our presidential candidate and we need to get behind someone to beat the, the, the Democrat. If Biden's going to win, we have to beat him. We yeah. have to, I have to, like, there's just no doubt. <laughs> he, this, yeah. this man has ruined our country. Mm-hmm. He has ruined our country. His, his vice president is absolutely terrible. Um, they are. I, I'm just I'm shocked that we are allowing this. He just went to the border. Like, come on, come on! All, all these drugs that are filtering into our state, like it's it's not good. Right. It's, it's not good. Yeah, and honestly, um, I, I don't believe Trump would win if he ran again in 2024. Um, I, I think the handling of 2020 was pretty rough on him and then his performance in the debates he really didn't look good and it's kind of hard to tell people let's keep america great after they just survived you know the summer of george as some may call it and um you know 2020 and losing their businesses um desantis though has a record saying that i wouldn't do that and i stood up for americans when it actually mattered so um i know you have a little bit of a time limit but um the one question i try to ask um just about every single guest before i get them off of here um what does liberty look like to you so freedom, 
um, people staying every, away from <clears throat> people's business. You know, that's uh, what, what I think liberty to me is, is that um, anyone who feels liberated is more independent, right? Like that's where I, I, I see it. Um, part of me sometimes thinks, you know, I, I'm, I am technically a little bit more independent than anybody, but at the same time, my Republican values are are very solid. I was I was I was raised um, by very solid Republican grandfather. Mm. Um, yeah, so I I think that that's kind of where I tend to you know we we've got to get we've got to get this country back on track. I don't think we're teaching um, liberty and freedom in the schools anymore. I think we're our public education has gotten. A, away from cursive writings the kids can't even read the constitution for crying out loud um we're we're we've got to smack this back into place and it's interesting my daughter sent me uh she called me a little bit ago and she said mommy is it okay if i get tiktok and i said absolutely not without even hesitation and she said to me well mommy my mommy my friends have it i said yeah well the answer is no and you know again it's like we are filtering these garbage into our kids' minds and we're allowing it by the technology that's coming in and it's not being controlled by us. It's being controlled by a different country. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, liberty means to me that, you know, self-liberation just and, and making sure that our, we have the freedom of speech and we can't ever get that taken away. Um, even though, you know, sometimes we're silenced. Um, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me, my YouTube has had um, quite a few strikes for speaking out against, um, you know, the, the shot and um, even questioning the uh, what happened in 2020, where uh, two people from different parties had won and there were supposedly some issues, but um, you can't question that on YouTube, which is absolutely baffling to me. And um, just one thing I want to touch on before I uh, let you go is that um, Trump, I think, represented a culture and you won't find anybody who criticized Trump more than me um, from kind of a right wing perspective, but um, he represented this cultural idea of really what America stands for and the average like blue collar kind of guy. Um, I really think those values are something that we need to instill into people and kind of the culture that we need to re represent going forward. So that way we can get back to what made this country so great is, you know, liberty and freedom and this rugged individualism and being able to be dependent on yourself and also trust your neighbors and love your neighbors. So I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but um, if you don't have anything else to add, um, you can go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you and uh, we'll close her out. So on Facebook, um, Carrie Lewis Del Rosso for PA, I did keep my, um, I kept my page going. Um, I do have a site, Carrie for PA, and um, I, I encourage people to still engage. Um, I am, I'm, I'm thrilled to be kind of sitting back right now. I'm, I'm saying, I told my kids, mom's on the bench, um, but I think that's important right now. I think there is still a lot. The dust is still out there and needs to settle a little bit. But if it's if it's my turn and my calling to go back in, look, I'm a fighter. That's how I that's how I knocked off the leader um, I, by my beliefs, and I still you know I stand true to them. I I was like I said raised in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm one side of the family were Democrats. 
uh, Italian Catholics and the other side was Republican Baptists. And mm. I, we still broke bread together. We still had great conversations. Politics were a lot different then. People mm. voted for the candidate. And I think that's what we need to get back to. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, well, I really, really appreciate this conversation. I think we need to have more of these. Um, you have an open invitation to come back anytime if you feel uh, angry about anything that's going on in the government. But yeah, Carrie, if you don't have anything else, um, we'll close her out. All right. Thank you so much, Kyle. Have a good one. Of course. Thank you. You too. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.